And I also have a full-time job, so. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot. I don't think I knew that you had a full-time job. Wow. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula. Over the past decade, I've run not one, but three million-dollar businesses, including Unique Markets, which is probably what I'm best known for. And Forbes just named me the millionaire maker for my work helping founders and emerging new brands. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a small biz owner's biggest pain point to help them move forward and to help you and your business move forward. Get ready for some pretty hardcore real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions live in real time. Hashtag awkward. Listen, this podcast exists because most businesses won't make it to three years. And I've witnessed so many entrepreneurs and creatives fail because of tiny mistakes that could have been prevented. If I can make it, I know you can too. And I know that you can have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So let me give you all the tea and all the shortcuts. Tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Today's guest is Brianna Berkowitz, owner of So Many Flowers, which started out as a fresh-cut flower business, but she also sells dried arrangements, pressed floral art, and has a bouquet subscription. All this while she works a full-time job. So Many Flowers is her side hustle, primarily selling at markets. And while she wants to grow the business, she's scared of leaving her job and doesn't want to feel stretched too thin. Like many of you listening, Brianna is stuck at a crossroads and needs help figuring out where to focus her energy moving forward. Does she choose profit or passion? Tough question. Good thing I instead show her how to work smarter, not harder. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you on SOS. I would love for you to tell our listeners who you are and a little bit more about your business. Yeah. Thanks for having me. My name is Brianna and my business is called So Many Flowers. And So Many Flowers is a tiny urban flower farm and a dried floral art business. I love it. That was very succinct. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> You've got that down. Most founders really struggle with their like, I do this and this and this. <laughs> well, I'll get to that part later. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so remind me where you're based. It's on the East Coast. Yeah, I am in Virginia Beach, but I travel a lot to DC and other places in the mid-Atlantic area for markets. And I like to get out and do stuff. Of course, as we all do now that the world has opened up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I really loved your challenges that you talked about when applying to be on this podcast. And it's very different from actually a lot of our guests. Most of our guests sell very specific products, but you're kind of caught in between a few different products. And it kind of sounds like you are struggling to figure out which path is the best way forward because currently you're walking down numerous paths. So can you give us a very quick overview of like, what are the different ways that you make money selling your flowers? I started as a really a fresh cut flower business growing all my own flowers. And I started that in 2020 and 
starting then. And then the past two years, I did farmer's markets and sold flowers and houseplants and started getting into drawing my flowers and making art from them. And then this year, I've really transitioned to leaning all into the dried flowers and making art. I do workshops. I do bouquet wedding preservations where I press bridal bouquets. I sell in a couple of stores and I also keep my, my foot in the fresh flowers a little bit doing a bouquet subscription one season a year. And I also have a full-time job. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. That's a lot. I don't think I knew that you had a full-time job. Wow. That's interesting to me that you have a full-time job and you're trying to do this hustle. Well, yeah. So the last two years I was actually working part-time and doing my business part-time and then it wasn't going great. So I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I just have to like make money and like feel like a a normal person for a while. And so luckily my job was able to let me go full time. And of course that was like right when my business like really started taking off this spring when I was like, oh yeah, it's like, it's getting bigger. And I also like have less time for it. So it was a very busy year. Okay. So that gives me a lot of insight then because of how I think I can help shape where you go or what you do. Most people's goal is probably to make their business full time, but I wonder if you're at that point yet, or is it just like you're making a full-time salary and you are also making a really good chunk of change on the side doing this other thing that you're passionate about? Is that kind of where you're at currently? Yeah. Like I, I really want to make sure that my business can like support me before I like go all in. Yeah. Plus I really, I really want to buy a house in the next like year or two. And that's easier with a full-time job. Yes. And I need like, I need that space to be able to do my business. So like, well, I would love to like, just jump into being, do my business full-time right now. Like I keep telling myself, I just have to wait a little bit and like, keep it going. Okay. It's interesting. So normally my advice to people is that it's really hard to do two things at once. You can't be a juggler and you got running a business and having a full-time job are pretty challenging. Most people are too scared to take the leap. And what you really have to do for a business to thrive usually is give it your full attention. Yeah. But I will say, I like where your head is at. And I think for everyone listening, this is a very, very good moment to take the time to journal, sit down and figure out what are your priorities? Where are you at in life? And what are the goals that you want? Because you mentioned wanting to buy a house. Knowing that is really important. And I think a lot of people go through life and never think like, where do I want to be in a year or two years from now? So they're just like constantly running. But when you know that you would like to buy a house, it probably isn't the best time to try to run a business full-time. That's a goal that you want. And you're most likely not going to get that when you're like, trying to figure out sales and attract new customers to your website. So I think that's great. And kudos to you. I say in this situation, stick with the full-time job, save that money, get that house. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you take the leap. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess the thing is, so you mentioned so many different things like subscription, wedding, dried flowers at markets, dried flowers within vessels. I mean, I know personally your product because I saw it in person It's absolutely stunning, but those are a lot of different things. Yes. And I think the mistake a lot of small business owners make is thinking that when you're professional and you have a so-called business, that you're supposed to be like other businesses that you see. So like a big cut flower company might offer all of these things, right? But you're one person. They have employees. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> so the comparison factor is often a little off with creatives, artists, and small business owners, right? It, you can't really compare yourself to what other people are doing. So I think you do kind of have to choose one or two of the things and go hard with those. It's letting go, which is really hard for most people. Yeah, the letting go is so hard. Having started my business doing one thing and now doing the other thing, that's kind of like where I'm at right now is like, do I let go of my dream of having like a beautiful flower farm and being like outside working every day? Really just be like dried flowers or what I'm doing. I'm doing like more art maker side of my business and that's the way forward. Uh, I feel like I feel your emotion right now. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel how like torn and how just like, the tension is there for you. Yeah. I'm going to give a little bit more background on your story, which is that you grow your flowers. Yeah. So this is very different. I think people don't understand the flower industry at all. Mm-hmm. Most flowers that the average person buys, it doesn't matter whether you live in New York City or a small town in Maine or wherever, most flowers are shipped and flown in and grown internationally. And I say that to help educate everyone listening, because obviously there's some serious environmental impact there. And also it's so different from what you do and why you started doing. So when you just mentioned this vision of you being able to be in the outdoors every day on your farm, basically like planting and tending to the flowers That part of your story is really important to me because it comes down to local grown made in the USA, like American pride of like you are doing it here. So everyone who shops from you and buys from you, they're investing in our economy and in your passion. Yes. Very different from ordering a bouquet of flowers online or even going to a local store and buying flowers, right? And that's how most people buy flowers. And they don't even understand that they are grown and flown over, you know, and have been cut a week before. There's no education around that. So I think it's important for us at this moment to talk about the idea of passion versus profit. Cause I think you are at this point where you're standing on the road and you're like, I'm so passionate about growing these flowers and cutting them and like sharing what I do with other people. Mm-hmm. But another big part of your question is, but like, I need to make money yeah, <laughs> in order to survive. And you very specifically in your application talked about this idea of like, how do I focus on which way to go? And so I'm going to give the harsh truth, which is this, (laughs) a business makes money. Yes. A business is not actually about passion. Sometimes people think that's a little weird because the thing is like, we should be doing things that we're passionate about. The average person works five out of seven days a week, right? You should be doing something that you love and that you're passionate about for work. 100%. However, when you are the business owner and you need to make money, that business has to make money and be profitable. Otherwise, it closes. So really what we're talking about is your decision to figure out, do I want to create art and grow these flowers? Because it gives me personal satisfaction and I love doing it. And that's one thing. Or are you trying to 
do this as a business, not as just a hobby. Like many people have hobbies that they love, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is this what you want to do for your business? And I personally say, if this is something that you love so much and you're passionate about it so much, I say you keep it as a hobby because business will sour things for sure. You will start to get resentful around the thing that you used to love. You will start to potentially like hate it because you feel like you're just, I just have to do this. I have to get these orders out because, you know, they're ordered and you're frustrated. So first you have to make that decision. Do you still grow flowers and do it and create art just on the side for a little bit because you love doing it? Or do you want me to really help you like turn this into a profitable business? And I think you want it to be a profitable business, but I'm not sure. I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what I've learned this year is like, you know, I've made a good bit more money than I did last year. And that feels really good, obviously. And it's not all about the money, but like, I'm like, yes, I can see like the path forward with this. Whereas I couldn't really before. It just felt like a, a struggle. And like I was putting so much money into it, not getting back. Right. So I think when looking at your story and your history, really over the last couple of years, The thing that made the business money last year and this year was very different from what your original thing was, which was fresh flowers. So Mm -hmm. now what it is is selling at markets and doing the dried bouquets. Like what's your most popular selling thing when you do markets? The cloches that you mentioned, which are like dried flower displays under glass are one of the top sellers. And then I also do pressed flowers in these glass frames and those sell really well too. Okay. So it's all dried flowers though. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm a huge fresh flower person. Like I love having fresh flowers around. However, that's a hard business to be in. It is. Yes. Perishable businesses are really hard. That's (laughs) one of the main things I learned is like, you have this product, you have to sell it. And it's been such a breath of fresh air to be like, if I don't sell it, it's fine. It's going to be fine. And next month anyway. (laughs) Yeah. You pack it in the box, put it in your trunk and take it to the next market. Yep. I think you already know the answer to your biggest question, which is like, which direction do I go? Mm-hmm. You follow the money. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Very specifically, you follow the money because if you're not making money, you don't have a business and then everything disappears, right? Mm-hmm. The fresh flower thing is like something that you love. Continue to do that for yourself. Personally, I say the subscription, you get rid of it. Like anything that takes your time and energy away from the dried flower arrangements and the framed flowers. The idea of people sending their wedding bouquets to you to get, I love this so much. And I didn't know that was a thing. So I think like I would have done it. I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that all the time. The dried flower, all the things that fall into that category, that's what you keep doing. Okay. You get rid of everything else. It's too confusing to a consumer to go to a website and see like all these different offerings And it's also like, who is this person? I'm confused. And so already that's what you're going to do. Cut all of the live fresh flowers out. Okay. Then I think what you do is you really, really, if you know the top two products that sell, you kind of stop doing anything else that aren't those. I'm going to give you some inspiration from a vendor who sold at Unique Markets for, I think, maybe seven to eight years. That's a long time. Like year after year after year, she was there. Her name's Kristen. Her brand is PF Candle Co. They are a multi-million household name brand now when it comes to the candle world. 
she didn't start selling candles. It was one of probably 30 products that she made. She was just one of those creative, crafty, artsy people. Who are you and what is your brand, right? Her husband kind of helped her realize like, well, what is the thing that you're selling the most at these markets? It was candles. So then it was like, stop doing everything else and just focus on the candles. And that's when her company went, originally it was called Home Frites. That's when she shortened it to PF Candle Co. She added Candle Co. to it and her company took off. I think they ship out 30,000 candles a week. We're talking about the type of business that changes her family's life and employees. So it's like, she's not just changing her life. She's changing all those employees, families, and lives too. It's pretty amazing, but it took focus and it was someone else pointing the focus out to her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So When you think about the products that everyone tends to purchase at your markets, I think you should really narrow it down to the, what did you call them again? So there must be a name. Cloches. Cloche. C-L-O-C-H-E. It means bell in French because they're bell shaped. Yes. They're like bell jars on wooden, on wooden stands. Oh, so, okay. I love that. I learned something new today. So I would become the person that sells those things. There may be others. Hey, there are thousands of candle companies. Doesn't matter. You get really good at selling that one thing. And the difference between you and everyone else doing it is you, right? It's you, your brand, your energy, your website, your Instagram. I think you should focus on that and the framed items. And that is what people see. Because the other thing is, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before. People need to see something seven times before they purchase or before they do the thing. So it's like you hear about the Taylor Swift concert over and over and over, and then you finally try to get tickets. Well, too bad. You're you're never going to get them at that point. But all the big brands know this. They have to advertise whatever their product is and their brand and their logo seven times before someone finally buys that pair of shoes. You kind of have to take that mentality and be like, okay, so I'm just going to show these same type of products over and over and over And it's not exactly exciting because I'm in it every day and I've been doing this for years, but people purchase because you're telling them to purchase something. And they're like, oh, that's the woman who makes X, Y, and Z. Oh, I remember her story. She like lived somewhere. Then she moved during the pandemic. She started growing flowers. Now she creates these beautiful dried objects. So there's storytelling that you can put into that. But you have to become known for one or two very specific things because that's then how people start to talk about you and share to their friends and family. Like they may purchase the thing from you at a market. And then six months later, when someone comes to their house and they're like, that is such a beautiful object. Like, where did you buy that? They open their phones, they sit there, they share your Instagram, and there you are making the thing. If they go to your Instagram and it's talking about like a fresh flower subscription or this, that, and the other, you've already lost them, right? So you just make the same product over and over. And I know that sounds boring, but that's what business is. Like I've been doing the markets for 15 years. You know, how many different ways can I say shop local, shop small, support small businesses? I can't. There's only like 10 ways to say that. And I'm still doing it 15 years later. To me, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm a broken record, but every day new people discover us and start following us or visit our website. So to them, it's brand new. Yeah. You just have to lean into it. Yeah. 
everything I make has, has dried flowers in it in some respect. So like, there's always that like thread going through it, but I, I have like wondered, like, you know, I make probably like 10 or so products for markets and I'm like, should I narrow it down even more? Probably. This episode of SOS is brought to you by Constant Contact, an easy-to-use digital marketing platform designed specifically for small business owners like you. With Constant Contact, you can grow your list, send emails and text messages, manage your social accounts and events, and get more done in less time with our AI and automation tools. Constant Contact makes it easy to attract the right people, engage more customers, and grow your business all under one roof. And now, you can get up to 40% off the same email and digital marketing tools used by Sonia and the Unique Markets team for life. Head to constantcontact.com unique to get started and access your lifetime discount. That's constantcontact.com unique. We are going to visit your website because now that you have that hat of, oh, I should narrow it down and narrow it down even more. We're now going to look at your website and and I already know you're going to be like, okay, I need to change this, this, and this. Yes. I I do have in my brain that I need to do like a total like website redesign. Yep. (laughs) I just want to say I'm on a page right now that is the dried flower page. And I love that you have a beauty image on your website already. You go and there's this beautiful full width of the website photo of dried flowers. And you've also gone ahead and done the idea of inspiration and storytelling, which is there's a line that says dried flowers are forever. I mean, I'm already sold. The average person, whether it's someone who's like very cosmopolitan or just like some dude who's like who discovered you at a market that speaks to every single type of person that exists. Instantly, it's like, oh my God, I get it. They're forever. If I get these, it's a gift that lasts and they can display it in their house and it's going to be forever. I love that you already understand that kind of marketing. And I get that question all the time. So I'm like, really? Yes. People are like, how long will this last for? And I'm like, it will like last forever. It'll change them over time, but like, it's not going to like disintegrate. It's not going to poof, go away. Like they literally dried and they're preserved. So like, yeah, that's the joy of them. Yeah. And so, so that image already is like, okay, I get it. I get it. You keep scrolling on your website and I just want to throw out there. It gets a little wonky in terms of the reason why I say it's wonky is because there are different sized images. What happens is some of them are short and the text is like way up here. And some of them are longer when you're on your phone. I don't know if you've done the work of like looking at every single page on your phone and also clicking through to like floral arrangement specific pages, I would highly recommend getting on your phone and doing that. And maybe even like an iPad or something that's like another vertical size, but a little wider, you need to see how your website that you design on a computer looks when it's on a phone and a tablet. So do that just because that'll help, you know, how people see and digest your website. But here's the thing. You're on the dried flowers page. And I guess the question I have is it's descriptions of kind of like what you create and you're kind of evoking a mood. Like you're telling people, you know, you can decorate your space with dried flowers. You can preserve something special, but you can't actually shop on this page. Am I, am I wrong? You are not wrong. Okay. (laughs) So if you want to make money, 
you have to be thinking, you know, first I said, follow the money. Now it's like constantly think about the money. So on your website, navigation and the way users connect and use the website is really important. So if you're telling them about dried flowers and they're like, oh my God, I'm so into this idea. But then they're like, I don't, I don't know. Wait, I'm scrolling. Wait, now there's the Instagram. Like, where can I buy the dried flowers? Yeah. They have to then go and use your navigation and go to the thing that is called shop. You're giving them too many steps. I used to build websites and the thing, and this was way 20 years ago. So back then the rule was that someone should be able to go to your website and within two clicks, get to exactly where they want to go within two clicks. I think nowadays it's one click, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's definitely one click. When I look at your navigation, you should get rid of a bunch of the navigation words. Okay. So dried flowers, essentially you created this page to just show people how dried flowers are amazing. Mm -hmm. You should be doing this on the homepage, on the shop page. So instantly you get rid of that page. So your shop page has five images on it. Three of the five images are sold out. There is nothing more frustrating to a customer who gets excited. They meet you or they tell their friend about you and they're like, awesome, let me go to the website. And then it shows a bunch of sold out things. My whole thing is if it's sold out, take it off the page. My thought behind that was like, it shows what I do. And so like, it shows that you can get these things, but maybe they're not available in this season. But I understand the other line of thinking as well. Right. It's the frustration of like, okay, I just spent all this time online researching You go to the website and it's sold out and it's just like, you've lost them at that point, right? Yeah. So you're just going to get rid of anything that's ever sold out and really focus on the two things, the framed florals and the cloches. Mm -hmm. When people go to your shop page, is it because you just haven't photographed your different pieces that you sell that there's nothing to buy? So it's that I've like really been hesitant to get into like selling online because I do so many markets, like I almost one every week or every two weeks when in the fall and the spring. And so keeping that inventory where I can actually have a specific product on my website is not something that I've like made time for yet. I've really struggled with whether that's something I should be doing or like, I have a feeling you're going to tell me like people are going to meet you in a market and they're going to want to go to your website and buy stuff later, which Totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how you increase your revenue. Yeah. <laughs> Most small business owners don't know this statistic. 80% of your sales every year come from 20% of your customers. And it's because people repeat buy. It's way better for you to invest in someone who's who has literally met you at a market. They loved your smile. You had a conversation. They purchased from you. And then you get them to purchase again because you get their email address or their phone number to do like SMS texting. And you say, you know, the holidays are coming up. I've got a special on like buy two, get one free or whatever it is. But you're talking to someone who already loves you and your work, as opposed to trying to convert a random person who started following you on Instagram for some strange reason, because maybe you made them laugh in a reel. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard to convert people who aren't customers, but people who are already customers, you can sell to over and over and over again. Photograph all of your products and you throw them up. Okay. I've like developed my product lines more this year. So like, I kind of know like what I could actually put on there. 
the problem that I have is like everything I make is completely unique. I'd love to have come up with a way to like standardize how I could post things instead of being like, here's this exact one you'd get. Right. That's tough for customers, right? From an art perspective, being unique and different is what people want from an art perspective. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of artistry that goes into your products. But I would actually say your products kind of fall into a category where you potentially kind of repeat something over and over and over again. And I know that sounds really boring. And you're like, you're taking the art and the passion from me. But it becomes much easier when you decide, okay, so at the markets, these five cloches seem to be the ones that people buy over and over and over again. But if you were able to narrow it down to five things, photograph them and put them on the website, life as a business owner becomes so much easier. You're not constantly photographing products. You're not rewriting product descriptions. You're making the same thing over and over and over again, which might at some point start to drive you nuts, but Hey, that's what great podcasts are for. Listen to an audio book, some music. The other thing that I want to throw in here is this. You are very passionate about your fresh flowers. And I want to throw in here when you have products that can be duplicated by anyone, AKA you can hire someone to then start to make all of these things for you when you get sick of doing it, you can then start to focus on maybe being outside, doing something that you love. Like you gain hours back into your life and you can also send people to different markets in one weekend. It's not so much that the person selling your products has to be the expert who knows the different flowers that are in this exact jar because you only have five. Right. That's a great point. So I know it sounds like I'm like poo-pooing on everything, like taking away the the kind of uniqueness of everything, but putting it into the analogy of the markets. I started the market in LA. We are in Portland and DC, and we used to be in 10 cities across America. The only reason we're able to do that successfully is because every single market is produced the exact same way. If they were different, it would be a nightmare. There'd be no profit and I'd be crying all the time. You know, there's a lot of decision fatigue in having a small business and like making even those like micro decisions of like, what's this frame going to have in it? And like, what's this design going to be? It's like, it's like exhausting, even though it's like the tiniest little thing and like it adds up. (laughs) Again, if you know which ones have been the most popular, like here's what happens when you decide I'm only going to make these specific patterns with these specific dried flowers, what you start doing is you're selling a mood and you're inspiring people to buy. And you sell these things like hotcakes at markets and you start to sell them online. The other great thing with regularity is then you don't have to buy a bunch of different size boxes for shipping, which gets into a whole other headache. I say you take the rest of the year of these markets to really figure out which are the same flowers or the same styles of arrangements that seem to be the most popular. And you put all of your attention and your energy in the new year to focusing on that. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. The only other thing I'm going to say is that um, on your homepage, you have this headline that says locally grown, artfully arranged. And obviously your homepage is going to change in the future because it'll have all of these beautiful products that you sell and that you can purchase. Mm -hmm. I just want to take 30 seconds to talk about the copy. It's like sustainably grown, local, Mm -hmm. 
These are things that we talked about at the beginning of the episode that I think are really important for people to know. And I think that's what you also lean really hard into. When you say locally grown, you know what that means. When you say sustainable, you know what that means. But locally grown, local can be anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's actually that these are, you are growing in America. And I think that's important. And so that's kind of what you talk about more. And then the sustainability, when you click into your about so many flowers page, you really dig in. You really educate people on that page. Some of that needs to be brought up to the homepage and also talked about over and over on your social media channels. The idea of, you know, 80% of flowers are grown internationally, which is a problem. And like the way that they get here is planes. That is terrible for the environment, right? You need to talk about those things and educate people. So then they're also, there's a buy-in because it's like, wow, this woman started a farm to grow her own flowers to make these products. She's not just like buying random flowers and drying them. She's actually planting them and cultivating them. And I think that's part of the story for you too. Yeah, definitely. And part of the pricing too. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think we are coming to the end. I did want to quickly say on your about page, like you've got all that education and I really, really, really appreciated how you're not giving more storytelling about yourself, but really about flowers in general, which Mm -hmm. I think is really important. Like the farming of them. I think that's really important. The one thing I want to mention is photography, photography, photography. And you have one photo here of yourself holding a beautiful dried flower arrangement. I just want to throw out, you need to have a photographer come spend an hour with you taking numerous portraits of yourself with the gloves on cutting flowers. You basically have to like fake working. Yeah. And then you also have to have ones where you're, you know, maybe sitting at a desk and you've got the flower arrangement, you know, and you're just doing this. I've learned the poses where like, I think I look good. So I do them over and over and over again, but you need to hire or have a photographer friend, but you need to have like a bank of photos of yourself not just to have here on this about page, but again, to sprinkle into social media, throw photos up on the homepage of yourself to help tell the story of you, like you're the person behind all of this. And also if local press wants to feature you, which you should start to kind of try to get, they're going to need a professional photo of yourself. And it's something that most founders don't have. And then that means you don't get that press. I'm glad you're saying that because that has been like something I've really had in my mind the past like couple months is like, I need some good photos and I need them soon as I redo my website. You need them when you need them. And then you're like, oh, like who can I, you're on Instagram stories. Like, are there any photographers? We're looking for a photographer. And it's like, it's always from the point of desperation. So it's like, plan it ahead of time. Do that now. And then you have photography to put into your newsletters to, you know, you've just got a bank of photography and that's really important. I do need to do it now before the flowers are gone for the season. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. (laughs) Crunch is on. As I said, my time is so limited because I'm working full time right now. You mentioned, I guess, like the the things I should be doing, but like, it's so hard to like, be like, what do I do with the time I do have? And how do I like make the most of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Time management comes into this. But the thing that most people don't do is like, so if you're working full time, really, you're talking about evenings and weekends. And on the weekends, you're at markets. 
So you have even less time than the average small business owner, right? You really have evenings. What you need to do is similar to probably what you would do in a full-time job, like literally use a calendar type format. And you're like from 8 to 10 p.m., I have two hours. What's realistic? Well, on this day from 8 to 9, I'm going to delete all those pages off the website that shouldn't be there. And then from 9 to 10, I'm going to rework the homepage a little bit. That's probably realistic of all I can do that night. Mm-hmm. And maybe two nights later, again, it's like from 8 to 10 p.m. You're giving yourself like these two-hour time locks. In those two hours, I'm going to rewrite copy all throughout the website. Or in two hours, I'm going to create 10 Instagram posts so I already have them banked. And then I just have to schedule them. And not putting too much pressure on yourself. That's why I'm like, if you just do 8 to 10 or even like, I only have one hour tonight. What's the one thing I can do? I can look for photographers in my area and send emails to a few of them to see if they'll take photos of me. Break it into chunks that are like realistic and just slowly cross them off the list. Okay, great. Yay. Well, I'm so glad you were on. Thank you. I really feel like I have like a a path forward now and I, I really needed that. So I really appreciate it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. And I'm I'm sorry. I was like, forget the fresh flowers, but you really have to focus. I mean, I still have to grow them to have them for my products. So it's not like I'm like closing down my gardens entirely. Like I just need to like shift what I'm growing and maybe not think about the quantity. Exactly. And I think as you put more and more focus into it, I do think you're going to see a difference in sales. You'll start to sell more. And the, the important thing is you'll start to sell more online because currently you aren't selling anything. Online. Yes. It's only up from here. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being on. And hopefully I will see you at some point in person in the future. Yes. I'll be back at a market soon. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sonia. Today's top takeaways are number one, take advantage of loyalty. Every customer can be a repeat buyer. Remember that repeat customers make for really easy sales conversions. So why spend the bulk of your time trying to attract new customers when you can stay in touch and form relationships with people who have already shopped with you and know you? Number two, decide if you want your focus to be passion or profit. Give yourself the time to journal and really think about what your priorities are Businesses are ultimately about making money, not personal satisfaction. Number three, narrow down your product offerings. Way too many offerings come across as confusing for customers, and you can end up losing potential customers if they're overwhelmed with choice on your website. If a product is sold out, remove it from your website to avoid frustration. Remember to follow the money to know what you should keep doing and what to let go of and modify bestsellers to work in a repeatable format. This reduces decision fatigue and helps you sell a story, making life easier and less time consuming as a business owner. And best of all, it will be easier to teach someone else when you're ready to hire. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing you can do to help spread the word is give us a five, that's right, five-star rating, and remember to leave a review, which helps the algorithm bump us up in the charts. Also, remember to tell your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's 
S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow. And thanks so much for listening. 